0: Twila Mani Budnik Twila
1: Wakanapadnik Nai Gana Birko Manklankla, Matawachanga Gana Mina Nai Wangandi Mani Budni Gani Yatana, Irindi Yata, Tandendanga, Wada,
2: Irabina i Nari Kamatbi Maricha. Hello and welcome to
0: this podcast coming to you over the lightning brain being the internet. My name is Mickey O'Brien, a descendant of the Ghana people, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to here to the Adelaide Plains. We uh, call upon the spirit people of our ancestors to bring you good blessings and to send away that sadness. We say that our face, it tells us where we've been, but our heart tells us where to go. Never say goodbye, always say see you later. So, nakara to you. Naichaya. Thank you for coming, because you're the important person when you come to a place.
1: Nakara. Naichaya.
3: Welcome to the Triple H Podcast, where we embrace vulnerability and encourage authenticity as we have meaningful conversations with the people in our lives. We're your hosts, Dan and Jed, and we hope you enjoyed this episode.
4: Vulnerable.
5: Welcome back to another episode of the Triple H podcast. Back with Jed for another episode. Have you been Jed? Who else would you be with? Back
3: with Jed. You can't be doing this with anybody else, I mate. Know. Well, you're my uh, you're my partner in crime. Absolutely. I'd be feel I'd be feeling real real hard done by, especially with the guest that we got in today. Yeah, if less, you were doing it with anybody today. else, but no, Dan, I'm real good. I'm real good. It's been it's been a good time. It's been good times, and we'll, we'll get to that a bit later on. Pretty but pumped. Oh, dude, I, I I'm not going to talk too much more because. You are the, the, the poster boy, the fanboy yeah. in the best way possible. I'm Live and breed these guests that we have right here. If anyone knows Dan, you know how much this dude loves his clothes, his shoes, how much he loves this brand and these dudes that we're about to speak to. So, Dan, I'll let you have your moment. Well, I came across Push Pull probably
5: at the start of the year. Uh, A lot of boys wearing it around footy and I saw a lot of players that I enjoyed at Hawthorne sort of repping it quite a bit and I thought, I'm going to have to check these boys out and it's just gone from there. Someone who I look up to very much, all three of them, they're doing incredible things in their field of work and they just continue to get better every single day and it is our pleasure to have Vinny, George and Ed from Push Pull on our podcast. Boys, it is an absolute pleasure to have you in today. How you been?
0: Thanks for having us on. It's a uh, huge honour to be on the pod with you guys and i um, glad to hear that you're a big fan as well. Oh, sorry, I need to get a bit closer. <laughs> it's, a, uh,
5: it's all good. I think the first thing I want to say is just where did where did it start? How did it start? Just give us a quick rundown of just how this incredible idea just came about.
2: Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> been a sort of long journey, I guess, um, starting back almost four years ago now you know there's been a lot of other individuals who actually helped create the brand um, but you know we you know we first started off as actually a, a sort of vintage marketplace uh, you know we started uh, you know off at the Campbell market um, and a lot of vintage markets you know sort of selling vintage clothing um, and reselling sneakers and stuff like that. And then from there, I guess, we were able to just create, like, a really good community from there. But, you know, the the boys um, that were with us in the past, you know, also have helped shape the community, you know, that it is today. So we are super grateful for those boys as well. Yeah, the boys now sitting in this room, um, George, Ed and myself, have um, taken, taken, you know, what has been, you know, formed and and the foundations and and we've been able to mould it into – into something really beautiful and something that I, I think I can speak on behalf of the boys that we're really proud of and and we want to keep growing and, and, and striving to, um, you know, be pioneers in, in terms of what we're doing, in terms of, you know, fashion, community, uh, lifestyle, mental health. There's a whole branch of things that we really want to, you know, keep building and, and I think we're starting to create some really nice foundations.
3: Yeah, I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty special – look at that. Look at that little uh, perfect blurb there. I mean <laughs> – Something I hear so much though from you boys and I think it's really sick is this idea of community. And I and I love that word, but sometimes I feel like it gets thrown around a little bit too much. Remember at my school they used to just say community is community that but I'm really intrigued about like when we say community, what does it mean to you lads? What does it mean when you say we're working towards community? And I know it. I feel I feel it. I know when people put on a my like I know when people put on a push pull jumper, they really feel it. They feel a part of something bigger than themselves, which is something really beautiful. And I think it gives people somewhat of a, a place of to being, and I know, gosh, every time Dan puts it on, he feels ten foot tall and feels like every single girl is going to ask him for his number. But <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean for you, lads, when when you say community?
0: I think that in itself is what I pride ourselves and what we do most is. I feel like whenever you put on that jumper or a t shirt, can't speak for you, Dan, but you run into someone else in the street is wearing, it or someone else you can see wearing the exact same hoodie. You know that you're a part of something. And you might like give them like that little head nod and they know that, you know, that every time you put that on, you're a part of something, you're part of a community and community for us is just bringing people together and giving people a platform and an
2: opportunity to sort of
0: be a part of something and be a part of something that's bigger than themselves.
2: Yeah, 100% I can concur with what George is saying, but... Yeah, I feel like within society these days, you know, we're always on our phones and and stuff like that. And I feel like it's a great way for for almost a conversation starter. You know, you're around the street and you see someone wearing it, and you, and you sort of can resonate and and feel a part of it, like George was saying. And and from for that split moment, you're you're sort of present in that moment with that person, which I think is beautiful. And I don't I don't even think we intended on it being like that, but like it's just happened like that and I think it's something that we're really proud of but yeah I, I sort of also like we've all sort of been in sporting clubs and and you know when you wear that you know your sporting scarf or your jersey you feel like you're a part of something and you feel like you're a part of the movement even though you're not playing or you know you, you you're probably know we near what's happening but you just feel a part of it and I feel like that's what we've been able to do you know you wear it and George always says you know our, our philosophies and what we're trying to do are a lot bigger than the clothing themselves. It's almost like it's a merchandise um, for what we're about and what we're trying to instil, um, which I think is really special. But I, I think I'd love to ask um, Edo because Edo's just newly here at Pushpool. He's been doing a great job. But I'd love to hear his perspective on like what he thinks the community is from like an outsider looking yeah. in now and then being involved within the brand. And I-, I think he might have some cool insights on how how he sort of perceives community as well.
4: Yeah, I think it's an interesting phenomenon because it's hard to when you ask like what is community or what is the push pull community. It's almost hard to put your finger on exactly what it is. It's it's almost like a nonverbal uh, thing. It's it's a bit more. I think it's it's a human nature sort of thing. Like like what you're speaking about, sporting clubs. Like there's a reason that those things exist and people um, have this attraction and they're, and they're drawn towards it. Don't really know why, but it's like it's. I feel like it's something you know within all of us that we want to. Um, there's that notion of wanting to belong to something you know feel part of something working towards things with with other people like-minded people for sort of a similar sort of goal or, or desire whatever that is and so it's sort of it is an interesting thing like why why some brands or sporting clubs or whatever it is groups of people why some can establish and maintain a good community and why other things are just another piece of clothing because really like it is it is just another hoodie but at the same time it's not like there's there's something behind it and I I love that point that you make Vinny about it being merchandise for something bigger like that's that's essentially how I've viewed it and and see it right now and it's it's almost hard to like I still think about it's like why not sure like it's just it's hard to put your finger exactly on what it is but it's a it's a wide range of things you know it's funny you
2: say that as well and uh like sometimes I think about it but I think it's also a collection of the people within the brand and like their journeys and like what you know we all have a a team purpose but you know separate from that we all have backgrounds and have been through things and I think we're able to put that into uh, this baby push pull which we always say you know is our baby and and, you know but I think we put in our energies and and life experiences and, and we put that into push pull and then that ignites this sort of community and these like mentalities of like how things are, are sort of created and 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 I think yeah I think there's I think people can either you know see the the community aspect, but I, I know personally and and without like going into too much detail on like the like, you know, we can probably talk about it, but I know we all have individual journeys and, and life stories in which I think we somewhat put into push pull and that's a result of what you guys see. You know, like – but without actually knowing. Um, And it it resonates with people, those those stories. Yeah, 100%.
5: Yeah, 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 100%. You literally just recapped Push Pull to a T and I've got so many questions (laughs) but at the same time you you nailed what this podcast is about at the end. I had – both Jed and I probably have another 20 questions from that but you talked about how you all have your own individual journeys and your own individual stories which is exactly what we're trying to employ in this podcast is that – A lot of people know about what you do, what you sell, the community talk about. I love that footy reference in regards to you wear that gains and you feel a part of a team. But what a better way to transition into what we do here at the Triple H Podcast is find out about Vinny, find out more about George and find out about Ed. So Vinny, if you want to (laughs) start and kick us off as you're the closest to us, if you feel comfortable and and when you're ready to start, if you want to chat about your hero when you're ready to go. Yeah. Who's your Uh, hero, I've
2: got it. Got a few heroes. Um, George was talking before about his his grandma, and I, I didn't think about that, but that that yeah. It's actually <laughs> hey, I've, I've almost stolen George's, but like no, but but in seriousness, like I'm um I'm Italian background, and I'm super proud of my um culture and my heritage, and I'm super grateful for for my both my nonnas. Um, I, I never got to meet my um nonnas, so my my grandpas, but I'm super grateful because you know they they migrated here and if they didn't do that I wouldn't be sitting here do you know what I mean like I could be in Italy somewhere or my dad might not have been born or and when you think about it like that it's it's kind of crazy to think about it like you know they they didn't have like you know my nonno and my nonna didn't have anything and they just got in a boat and <laughs> just like try like try to make it out and then you know had my dad and then you know he he's you know worked really hard and you know put me through a good school and all that sort of stuff so Sort of guess that like that heritage or, or that that culture that I've been brought up with is something that I'm super grateful for, and and that stems back to my um to my grandma and and, and their sort of uh, upbringing and their sort of journey on uh, you know coming to coming to you know Australia. So that's one of my heroes. But on a on a on another level, like obviously I'm really into my fashion and and have have a lot of uh, inspiration. Or oh, people who inspire me, sorry, and and one of them is uh, Virgil Abloh. <laughs> These boys hear me talk about it like all the time, and they probably get sick of it. But um, he, yeah, are, are you know, rest in peace to the great yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, he's someone who I, I've really looked up to and really try to study in terms of, like, his philosophies on things and I just love how he dissects uh, designs or his sort of purpose or his creations and, and, like, what's funny is, like, when you see a garment, like, it's just face value but, like, what he was trying to instill is, like, the emotion or, like, how does that make you feel or, like, is there something bigger to what you see on the hoodie or... Do you know what I mean? And, and that's something that I've, as, as, as a designer, I've really tried to instill and, and I hopefully... I don't think as, as of yet I've done like a great job at it and I'm still like a rookie in terms of this era but – of this area. But like just trying to like help, you know, show the community that there's like levels in terms of like why something is created and like why there's a colour or like why there's a like a, a mood or a, a concept there and, and it's sort of resonated from like a level of like maybe I'm listening to a certain type of song or like I'm going through a rough patch or – I, and I, and that's the way I express myself is through my design. So yeah, he, he's he's a massive um hero of mine and and um someone that I, I love to study and and you know hopefully if I can be half the creative director that he is, like I you know I'd, I'd be happy at the end of the day. So yeah,
3: that love for fashion and that love for creating things do you, do you feel like there's a a big significance on your grandparents, maybe in your life or someone close to that or in the family spec in that sort of uh, realm, potentially that maybe it may not have be, even been clothing, right? But you talked about like creating something bigger than yourself and emotion and you talked about it, the butterfly effect of your grandparents and creating this crazy family and amazing tapestry of humans just from getting yeah. on a boat. That's a and great.
0: I love that amazing tapestry of humans like, yeah it's so nice. crazy to think that's that, a that's a bar <laughs> i love that that's, crazy, a, that's so good it's crazy to think that so many humans can like come down and be derived from this one person that's come mm. across seas to provide a better life for their family it's just like the most beautiful thing
2: I think. yeah yeah i don't know I, so, sometimes like what's beautiful as well and is like sometimes people overanalyze things and it's good to get an understanding but me as a human i just like being really present and and let my energy and and, like, but I know where that's come from, like, from, from you know, the people that I'm, I'm around, um, my family, and and I know that's a byproduct of me and a reflection of me. But, like, sometimes I think it's beautiful to, like, just be present with sometimes not even, like, trying to overanalyze yeah. things. And, and for me, I'm not formally uh, trained in design or I've, I haven't even gone to uni. But like I think like that's that's what's yeah. beautiful is because like I don't I don't need to analyze a design or something I just do it because it feels good to me and and hopefully the people that are really close to me they see what's happening and and you know that that's the whole part and you know designing things as, as well like I take into account the people that are really close to me as well and they might not even know it but their energy and their mood and what colors they like and things like I take into perspective all that sort of stuff and I don't know they might not even know that but like I really do and that's just a, a an awesome byproduct of like the great people that are around me and and the support network and coming from my family, my mum and my dad and my grandparents and my sister and all those sort of people. So yeah, it's a it's a bigger picture to like who I am. Yeah. But like sometimes I don't I, I like just being present with it with my energy and stuff because I know where it's come from and I don't like yeah, I, I'm grateful yeah. for it, but I don't of try course, to overanalyze
3: it sometimes. Yeah. To the other two lads, a word that's really kind of hitting me there is empathetic. Like I really get that from Vinny right now is that everything he puts into into his clothing, he's empathetic to those around him. Like he really cares to the degree of which he's going to create something that he knows people really love and care about and he's always thinking about. Do you boys feel that when he's – that kind of shines through his really caring nature or?
0: 100%. I think like design um, – yeah, designing <laughs> it as an art form is such – it's such like a subjective thing and like for him he always like takes into consideration of like what we think's cool and like – what do you feel when you look at this? And, like, when you ask those questions, you create something that we can all be really proud of and we can all – like, my job doing marketing is a lot easier when I know that I like the garment and the garment resonates with me. So, yeah, 100% I agree with that.
4: I think it goes further than the designs, though. Um, we we jokingly refer to Vin as the chief wellness officer and uh, <laughs> that's, that is – empathetic is probably the, the word to sum it up because um, he's probably – we all obviously care for each other but he's the primary guy driving – the, the wellness I guess of like how's everyone going um how are we all feeling together and yeah definitely uh operates off off energy and and that sort of stuff which is um which is really good like like Vinny said keeps everyone present focused on on what we're doing right now and and you know that then takes away from worrying about you know things in the future or things that have have happened in the past we sort of just execute on what we can control right now being present and he, yeah and he's very very good at doing
5: so. Chief Vin, I like that as a nickname I feel like we can, we can push that, Chief Vin Chief Vin, no, no. Chief Not the Chief <laughs> the wellness.
2: No. But that's it's a good I've thing I'll be covering it now Like <laughs> I get back in the office But no, yeah It's, um, that was, it's actually nice to hear those boys say that as well Like, it's good Go for your voice saying that stuff. Well, that's the best
5: part. That's the best part of a business is that everyone needs their different strengths. The same thing with Jed and I. Jed's got really good strengths that I have to allow. And, like, I need to step back and go, this is your biggest strength. You go with it because we're a team. So we, we feed
3: off each other. And it's the same thing here. You all had your different strengths, which you bring to the table. Thank you for that. That just sparked something for me. i got to be better to you because <laughs> seeing how successful these guys are, I don't credit you enough sometimes, Danny Boy. So... Thank you for that. That sparked my mind. I got to let you shine more often because you're a very special dude as well. All right, don't ever forget that.
1: Thank you, Jed. Look at
5: that. We're all we're oh, all setting that love. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the podcast does. But I do I do appreciate that. That's very kind of you, Jed. But it, it, like I, I love seeing you shine, and that's one of my uh, things in life. I love to to always take the step back and, and really put others first. And and um, but no, I do appreciate that. A lot of love. I love it here. Well, I really appreciate that. Hero of, and 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 families obviously something that seems like it's really big and that was probably another question for push pull maybe maybe the community has really pushed through
3: through everyone's families and stuff like that. Can I ask though? Did you, uh, as Kanye said, did you stop buying Louis bags after Virgil passed? <laughs>
2: Do you know what? I actually never actually had purchased like anything really from um We're not doing that from, well yet. Yeah, we're not, we're not we're not we're not killing it yet. But like even even for me, like I never actually like had purchased much from um Virgil. Like to be honest, like it was, you know, quite quite expensive. But like that's what I think, like, his message was is to aspire to get to there and, like, like if I couldn't purchase it at least, I could maybe, like, try to create something that I could have,
4: you, <laughs> which is... Can you talk about the moment where you, you, whether you bought it or you got given as a gift, yeah. the first pair of off-whites and then yeah. how that even made you feel yeah. having him as the... Yeah, the, your oh, friend. yeah.
2: Well, uh, shout out to my uh, beautiful girlfriend, Prey. She, she actually... <laughs> These are good questions, man. So, yeah, right, good, right, good, good to you. Like to me, <laughs> That's we'll just
3: step away. <laughs> yeah, Dan's stepping out of the room oh, right. right now. Yeah, yeah. Guys want coffee? Um, <laughs> but,
2: yeah, she she purchased me some, like, um, yeah, some shoes um, that Virgil had created, um, some off-white shoes. And, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, just the way they were, um made, the, the packaging, like, it was like it just shows you, the, like, the level of detail that he went. Went to to create something and that's yeah it, yeah it, it was a really special moment like there's something that I really cherish and sometimes I wear them like I, I'm I'm not a massive like person who like will get something and just put them on ice like I'll, I'll wear them because like I'm I'm proud to wear them and um but yeah that's that's something that was really special to me and and to see them sort of tangibly and hold them and like I, I remember going like showing the boys yeah. I'm like how cool are these <laughs> like have a look and it's like yeah it's just it, yeah it was a, it was a sort of nice um circle moment. Um, but, yeah, I was super grateful for them. But, yeah, just just cool to see the level of detail that he went to, to to create his things, the detailing on the boxes and what came in with it, like the nice tissue paper and everything. Like it was just um, – yeah, it was, a, it was like an experience. Um, real even dis,
5: though- Real diss moment. Like we talk about that. Like how good is this? Like yeah. how – I finally got <laughs> <Dis>. this. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was really cool.
0: <laughs> it's thing as well, like being in the industry, like you really realise the level of detail that the people – like a Virgil or like a Kanye that they put into, like, the garments. Like, it's, it's literally amazing, like, the work Virgil does. And there's all these things, like, if I wasn't doing it, like, I wouldn't realise exactly what he does. But the level of detail is just, like, inspiring in itself. Like, those garments are literal works of art and the man himself has worked on it. So it'd be, like, amazing to have a piece like that, especially for Vin. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, there you go. That's a beautiful little little hero moment and kind of a couple there, which was lovely. And, and yeah, R.I.P. Virgil, the GOAT okay okay (laughs) Vinny if you are comfortable however go into what I like to kind of call the meaty part of the sandwich if you will the kind of you know the part of the pot that we can kind of shed ourselves a little bit sometimes because it's really easy to walk around a bit of a facade and we carry these things close to our chest but I feel like when you can explain your story what we're finding a lot is other people can understand their stories a little bit better so obviously safe space Vinny and to all you boys such a safe space and whatever you guys feel comfortable sharing and, and exposing of yourselves and being real and we're just super grateful for your time and so I'm just going to pass it on over and do what you need to do.
2: Yeah, so this is the uh, hardship uh, sort of uh, segment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've had, I've had a lot of hardships in my life actually and, um, yeah, I've I've I'll, I'll put my hand up. I've struggled with anxiety through my life and that's something that I'm really open with and, like, I've come to terms with and, and you know, I haven't let that be sort of control me at times it, it can but the more open that i am with it like i feel like i'm 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 beating the beast sometimes and and it's not even a beast really it's just you know it's just a part of life and i feel like a lot of people sort of have anxiety and 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 stuff like that and i think if i'd love to share that like it, it's it's super normal and the greatest thing that i learned throughout this period of like really struggling and not coming to terms with what what it was was actually having like having chats with people about it and um, actually trying to seek help like that was the the greatest bit I could ever do was actually try to seek help and go like oh, I'm actually feeling off here like something is not right and um, I've addressed it and this was a- after school this happened after school where I was really struggling but yeah I've, I'm, I'm in a really good space I've got really good people around me um, got great support networks um I've got like a lot of things in place to help with it and and that's just through the evolution of me as a human being as well there's no point in also suggesting that like if you have one of these things that it's just going to fix itself overnight you have to work at it um just like clothing or marketing or you know coming up with business ideas like you need to work at it it's not just going to happen overnight and that's something that I feel like I've done I've put in a consistent body of work to help with my anxiety and I feel like I'm at at a space where I've got to consistently work at it, but I'm at a space where I can actually try to help others and and shed a bit of light on that sort of stuff. So that's something that I really struggled with, like definitely out of school, um, not knowing what I was doing, not knowing where I was going, you know, so, yeah, that, that was definitely hard going through that period. But I definitely have seen the light at the end of the tunnel and and, and it's something that I'm super proud of that I feel like I've, I'm on top of and, and I can regulate and I've got, you know, like I said, great people around me that who know me as well. Like I'm super – like – What these boys also do is like they know if I'm feeling like a bit off and and like that's what's really cool. We've built this this like network around us where it's like we can tell – we can check if someone's off. Like we just know. You don't need to say anything. You can just tell by someone's energy or being. And something that George is really good at is like he knows me to a T and he – like I wouldn't even need to say something. It's like maybe the way I am acting or react like my mood and he'll just – pull me aside and ask me how I'm doing and that's simply like yeah you don't understand how like grateful I am for that sort of stuff but yeah it's it's um yeah it's something that that was really hard and something that I'm really proud of that I'm continuously working on so yeah thank you for sharing that's all
3: right (laughs) it's really cool how you talk about how it's something like fashion and And I think we can only really consider these mental sufferings that people go through and and things like anxiety and depression and we normalise them through the way that we talk about them and we can normalise them when we have amazing people like yourself standing up and speaking about it and making it a thing. So proud of you. Thank you. you.
0: you. (laughs) I'm I'm also proud of you. Like it is so, so, so (laughs) difficult to share like something really raw and emotional like that and put your hand up and say you're not right and like you you did and getting that support and help like – Even coming on a podcast like this is a little bit daunting getting headphones on but I'm really proud of you for doing that and that's like such an example to set. If like five people listen to that and they can get something out of that, that's like a really beautiful thing to sort of share because sharing is super difficult and, yeah, I have a lot of respect for anyone that's been able to go out on a limb and say, yeah, I need help and put their hand up. Thanks (laughs)
5: Thanks <laughs> for Yeah, because anxiety is something that a lot of people go through at the same time and obviously people in the community, like your community, can listen and, and hear that people they look up to is going through the same thing. So then once again it's bringing people f- to the f- um, forefront. Because obviously you, you play football and stuff. Has anxiety ever affected your football or just – because I, I have friends who who suffer with anxiety, boys and girls, and it really um, affects their footy where they, they, they go to games and they basically can't play and, and then there's that, that – Masculinity of like oh like toughen up bro like come on we're gonna game and it's just like they're dealing with things has that ever had a situation where it's just affected you
2: yeah hundred percent like yeah anxiety like control like can control a lot of things. and like I'm a very like um energetic sort of person and like a vibe of energy and yeah it has hundred percent has affected my footy but uh, it's funny like how I got like you know the the circle right now like Edo like is someone I have played footy a lot with and and even recently in recent times he's someone who has really helped me with in terms of anxiety and footy and like trying to get me there sometimes like even this year I've had a bit of an interrupted year but like just you know just checking in on me and trying to like look at the bigger picture of things and stuff like that but definitely yeah it's a it's something that like is really hard to like um, pinpoint on like what it is like sometimes you're like what like why am I feeling like this why am I overthinking myself and it can really actually like deter away from like performance and 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 that's what's something that like I don't think people understand they're like oh what do you mean like what's going on here but it actually does and that's something that I really learned is like I play my best when I'm not overthinking anything and I'm just clear-minded and and I'm like in a really happy spot but you can't always be like that at at times so there's got to be ways in which we sort of have like little um, trigger points or little things in there to help get you present and that's something that we I've learned from football but something that in push-pull as well we really practice um, to try to be present because uh, like
0: that's a metaphor for life like if you do those things in your day-to-day life like try to be present not overthink things and you have these little triggers that you know may set you off but you have little things that help you get back to where you want to be, I think that's like a really good point. Not even for footy, but for life. Like I guess even like footy in a lot of ways is just a metaphor for life. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. There's a lot of uh, great teachings that have come out of footy that I've put into push pull, and super grateful for my footy journey. But it's something that I think is being addressed at at, at footy clubs. But I think um, it can improve, and and I think if if players have really good mental health and and they feel like, you know, they can be themselves and stuff like that. I feel like you'll see better performances and, and that's something that I feel like will, will constantly be worked at and something that is is being done really well at footy clubs. And I know Edo's been at the highest level actually, so I think he could even talk about that as well and his journey on, on that sort of stuff
5: might be might be nice to share as well. Just before you touch on your footy journey, obviously you both played at Box Hill together. Do you think from being in push-pull as a, as a group recently, do you think that's been able to help you Almost understand Vinny a little bit more in regards to that and anxiety because you obviously said Ed's someone that you can sort of go to. Do you think that's even sparked more since being a part of push
4: Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, yeah, footy, footy clubs, you and 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 you know, playing sport in general, you, you get close to people, you, you get to see how people operate, and um, I, I guess in a in a game or in training, like when when the spotlight's spotlight's kind of on you, you that's where you, I guess find out about a lot of things, um, you know, what, what goes well when, when you're playing well and, and what's what's happening when things are going wrong. And I, I concur with what Vinny said about, because I've found it as well, is uh, you can learn a lot from, we've, we've been involved in footy, but I think sport in general, um, sporting clubs or just playing sport, um, competing, striving for things. And there's a lot of, lot of uh, learnings that can translate across to everyday life, business stuff. And so it's it's been good. I I look at it as a, as a real uh, blessing, and it's it's a great opportunity to to utilise those learnings in, in other areas. Um, because I don't not not everything has learnings that are so that can be translated across so many different different things. But I feel like you know sports sports one of them. So yeah, that's that's definitely helped. It also makes it a lot more fun as well playing because I've found especially this year the the group of people and, and obviously because I'm working with Vin every day he's down there but the group of people that we have at Box Hill it's extremely enjoyable um, and that makes things a whole lot easier as well when you're playing when you're having fun.
3: Footy, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was gonna say I, I was like a little fat kid. I don't know anything. About like, uh, tell tell them about like that, that year you had though. Yeah, had second in bigger, the VNF. One big year. One bigger. league VNF. How many goals did you kick? Hundred. Oh. We'll say a hundred oh! podcasts. No,
1: less
3: than Pulled up the ton, Vin. Thank you. <laughs> okay. That's uh that's real special, man. And like I can see that was a very emotional moment there for you. So thank you for giving yourself. It's never easy. It means a lot to be able to talk and yeah. So well done to you. And and it's interesting, you boys are coming from two of you especially, but three of you as three men and, and then two boys from a footy club and playing pretty elite le- very elite levels and it's that feeling of sometimes it's really hard to speak out and you feel weak to speak and uh, it's really Really amazing to have two people here in that sporting sort of field, be kind of role models for that. So well done to the both of you. Now, Vin, bit of fun time. Let's yeah. end on a high <laughs> highlight. What do you feel uh, like is a pretty good highlight for um, your life? Because I, you obviously, I feel like you're going to be like, gosh, push pull is pretty fucking sick, and yeah, that is yeah. a damn highlight. So, I mean, gosh, if there's more on that, tapping into that, or if there's any any other sort of specific moment, maybe in push pull of yeah. if that is your highlight, I'm, yeah, I'm stepping do- over here. <laughs>
2: I don't know I got a lot of highlights I guess the journey through push pull has been a massive highlight it's something that I've like learnt a lot I've I think I've learned a lot as a as a human through through this journey and that's something that is a massive highlight just seeing my evolution as a human is something that is a massive highlight but I guess like right here right now my greatest highlight is just having these two boys like it's like unbelievable like <laughs> Words can't describe like how much they've helped and, um, yeah, our journey at the moment something that's really special and it's a massive highlight and something that I uh, don't take for granted every day and, and, and something that I want to hold close to me. So, yeah, the two boys to my left.
5: Yeah. How does that make you two feel after hearing that? Because it's pretty, pretty amazing when, when someone that you, you probably look up to yourself as well is able to, to speak on how much you two have made an impact on his life as a highlight basically.
0: It is. It's very special. It's very special to come into work and I've seen Vin every day for the past, like, two years, so (laughs) three years, however long I've been here for. But I I get to see him every day and he's my my brother, not even a friend of my brother, but like, yeah, it's such a beautiful evolution that he's made as a human and it's just special because what we do, like Push Pull, like, we put a a face to the brand. It's not just a brand. So Push Pull is so much of us and the journey of the brand is so aligned with the journey of us. Like, we're trying to get better every day and the journey that you know, we've been together is um just a really special one and Vin's a really special man. So it means a lot to hear those kind of things. As well as Ed. Ed's a special man as well. Don't forget <laughs> The about locks. That. They are they're quite good
5: looking locks.
4: <laughs> no, I I agree with that as well. It's it's very special to hear that. And Vin's a very uh he, as a person he's very good at um verbalizing that stuff and and telling us a lot chief um, chief in. chief Chief wellness that's him and so especially for me because I, I find it difficult to let people know sometimes like how, how much they matter how much you, you love them how much you care for them but he's always just letting us know and so it's just very very he is a special man and it's very uh I admire him for that ability to do that just without hesitation just you know, letting people know. So it's, it's very special you. I, I
0: do it now all the time as well. And I was on the phone with that. I've probably only been working there for a month. I was like, love you, mate. He's like, um, he's like, all right, see ya.
3: <laughs> that's awesome. Cause that's the exact same thing that Dan does to me. Dan hits me with the, like, I remember what, we've known each other for what, a year, less than, less than a year almost really. And then Dan, I remember he always would really push, love you, mate, love you. And I was like, oh, all right, love you too. <laughs> and then, um, so that's, yeah, that's so great to hear. Yeah. It's that. It's an easy thing to say, right? But sometimes you, know, you don't yeah. know what you're why doing. Is it, why
2: is it so hard to say sometimes? I don't know. Exactly. Well, like, with, with saying that, I'm like, I hope you guys never know. Like, I'm not trying to get a love you back. Like, it's a genuine. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I actually love you guys. see, like, so I feel obliged sometimes. Don't. Well, a few, say a few that, times that. I said it. I'm like, come on, man. We're like, where's the love you back? Come like, on, like, <laughs> want the love back here? But no, it's it's never to instill that. It's just like it, just like my being. I just yeah, need to be grateful for the people around me and that's yeah. the way I can show it.
5: So yeah. Push pull triple h encouraging i love yous more. That's it. Start it now. I endorse that. Yeah. Well there you go. <laughs> if you like if, if you're listening to this and and you and you really love an episode, stop, have a pause, have a break, have a drink and then call someone you really love and and really tell them why they mean so much to you and 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 the things they've done for you and that's something that we like to do on this uh, podcast as well so and it's awesome that you boys are really advocating it for a as well so geez that, that was a special moment like sitting here and Vinny, you've done some really cool things not only in your field of work but for the community so um I, I, all us four boys can just say that we're really proud of you and, and keep doing the things that you're doing man
2: thank you it's it's and um, i hope you guys know it's not just me singularly it's Two boys to my left, the the boys that have been here in the past as well, and and everyone else who's in the community. It's it's a whole team effort. So, yeah, it's no 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 not singularly, but yeah, all, all together here. 100%. Yeah, it's good.
5: Triple H done, Vinny, yeah. well done.
2: Thank you. I'm Vin. Yeah, proud of you, man. Got through. Loki, Loki. <laughs> I didn't. I'm in yeah. a lot of strife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> been, been Georgie, Vinny set getting... the
5: tone. Vinny has set the tone really well. Nah.
2: So, I've been
0: getting emotional. Vinny's one. I'm paying like a dollar twenty to cry. Life, <laughs> yeah, <I> was, <laughs> sports, <laughs> bet. sports bet. Sports G's bet. I'm yeah. I'm definitely probably going to cry this one, but we'll go. Like it's really good, and I think this is a really good initiative to get people talking like this. So I will try to be open as honest as I can be.
5: When you're ready, you can start with the, uh, go, the first H. You can start with your hero.
0: Well, outside of, like, LeBron James, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> go by by st- the
2: way, George is the comedian of the group. E- Edo's closely second, but George is Edo's the – uh, uh, Edo's, uh, uh, e- Edo's got good timing. Edo's
0: got good banter, good wit, but George is the comedian. I did say my grandma, but, like, Vin kind of sold that one as well. So <laughs> I'll go But no, my grandma's also from Greece and migrated over. And the journey that her and my papa, who I didn't really know, but they took to provide literally me with a better life is inspiring. But I'll probably say my mum is my hero. For those, like you guys know my mum, she's just one of a kind human and she's the most beautiful little fat Greek lady (laughs) in like the whole world. And I just like, yeah, I just love her so much. My mum raised me pretty much as a single mother. And to say that I never went without anything would be an understatement. My mum was my mum, my dad, all my uncles, all my aunties. And I always hear the saying that it takes like a village to raise to raise a child. Mum just did that single-handedly. Like if I wanted to go to the footy, she'd be there, she'd be taking me. If I had footy training at night and then I had to go to a dinner later, she'd drive me everywhere. And she sacrificed so much of her life for me. And that never ever goes like unnoticed and – She's done so much to me and she's just, like, the most beautiful human. And, yeah, the sacrifices that she makes for her kids is just inspiring. And I know a lot of people say, yeah, like, their mum's the best mum in the world, obviously. But my mum, oh, I can't even put it into words. She's just, like, literally a superhero, quite literally.
3: <laughs> if I was to ask you three words to best describe your mum, what would they be?
0: My mum is the most resilient person. I've Like, that just rolls off the tongue I've ever met. If anything ever goes wrong, it, we... Like she won't sit there and like, oh, you know, poor me or poor whatever. It's what are we doing and how are we fixing it? And like that's the one thing that I can thank her that she's like imparted on with me is that she's just super resilient, she's super loving, super caring – she fearlessly like protects her kids. Like she always says, "Like no one's better than you." You're, and she always says about herself. And the things she says to herself, like in a world like like we're talking about social media and anxiety, depression. I always go, "Oh, you look beautiful, mum." She goes, "I know. I'm the most." Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Self love, like, <laughs> like self love, and like that's like so like Cling hard shit. to come by yeah. and now as well. It's like, yeah, it's amazing. And um, I also like to say like, my mom's like my best friend. Like my mom knows me. Like we've spent countless and countless which we'll get to on the hardship countless and countless hours just me and her together yeah she's just one of a kind and just the most beautiful person and just the strongest yeah most resilient she's just a rock
3: damn well one thing we love to do on the pod it's all well and good saying it on here but if you felt comfortable enough why don't we give that hero your mum, a ring we can give her a call and we'll see what we can do we can give her a call let me let me, (laughs) let me pass over my phone
2: Do yeah. the robot
0: voice I can <laughs> I, I can give her a Maybe we'll give her a call back And I'll
3: text her and Yeah her yeah a Good guy. We'll, Easy um, Yeah well,
0: yeah give, yeah. give her a I text I do the robot
1: voice
0: Yeah I got I got a prank call last night <laughs> It's like From like this like I don't know if it was a prank call actually Those bro was like <laughs> No like, And I like, sh- like Am I allowed to swear Oh fuck yeah I sh- <laughs> I shit my pants With this sort of thing Like I'm like a bit of an overthinker With that stuff I'm like I'm Like and like my girlfriend is there, I'm like, oh, so- someone's coming to get me. Yeah. And, like, I called Ed straight away. I'm like, was it you? And I, like, Real ob- taken ob- ob- moment, obviously, like. Obviously, I thought it was Vincent. Like, he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, the only one of us, like, a biggest idiot to do that. And, like, <laughs> and then and then he called me and it wasn't him. I was like, fucking. Hell. And I was, like, driving. I was driving all over the place. My I was like, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mum, you got me? Yes, I've got
1: you.
0: Okay, so I'm on a podcast at the moment with um some boys called the Triple H podcast. Not the wrestler that I used to love, but the podcast. So what they do on the podcast is they get you to talk about your three H's, which is your hero, hardship, and highlight. Um, and I said that you're my hero and they thought it'd be a good idea to give you um give you a call and tell you How I feel about you and like what you've done for me. So, I just wanted to let you know that all those years that we sort of spent together and all the time that we spent together and all the time you spent caring for me. Yeah. And I know that, you know, you sacrificed a lot for me and you sacrificed a lot for this family. And there's never a day that it doesn't go unnoticed. And I just love you so much. And you're the most resilient, most beautiful person I know. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know I'm uh, crying. Yeah, we've been through a lot together and, yeah, you're you're my... Yeah,
1: we have. It's all right.
0: Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's it's nice. Podcast gave me a chance to reflect on that. So, thank you.
1: Oh, well, George, we know that we love you. You know that we support you. And um, let's talk about it. Get the boys to give me a call.
0: Oh, you're you're on the call, <laughs> Kiki. Hey, here. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Why
1: are you? What is this Vince?
0: Yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're on the podcast now. You're on. Oh. All
1: right.
0: So, what? Mexi- when's Mexico? No, that's up? it. I, I just, I just, I just wanted to tell you, um, yeah, how I feel about you and what I said about you, and I think you know we probably don't do that enough. So, yeah, I love you and I'm so grateful for everything you've ever done for me and the family and, yeah, you're the best human I know.
1: Oh, thanks, gorgeous. And uh, I guess from my end, I just love your attitude towards life and I love how you live life and love life. You love life, live life. That's your motto. Whenever I describe you, that's what it's all about. And I love your energy and enthusiasm and positive attitude towards life.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Mum.
1: You've been amazing.
0: Yeah. Uh thank you very much, yeah. mum. Yeah. You yeah,
1: you no Love you. I love you too. Bye.
0: Bye. That,
2: that was tough. I gotta
0: be serious. that was awesome. th- that was difficult. Awesome. It's because, like sometimes me and my mum, like, we don't tell each other enough, but like, yeah. there's like a mutual understanding of everything we've gone
3: through together. So. But I'm um, mate. Thank you for sharing that little moment of your mum. And it was beautiful to be able to call her and chat with her and get to hear her amazing voice. But again, as I, say, as I said to Vinny, it's that meaty part, it's that hardship part. Take your time. You kind of you touched on it a little bit, but I'm really keen because your mum's obviously such a big hero. And I feel like obviously your mum's going to be connected with this hardship. So I feel like it's going to be really, really special to be able to hear.
0: Yeah, so when I was 11 years old, my father passed away from cancer, which was obviously a really hard time for the family. Um, Sort of fast forward three years on, I actually got diagnosed with testicular cancer, which was for me, for me was someone that's in it and like going through that at the time, like it was difficult. Like I'm not going to say it was easy, but like for me it was just like move on. Like what's the next thing? What's the next treatment? So, yeah. yeah, I got diagnosed and it was a really, really long battle. It was probably three, four years. Sorry, four years. Relapsed three times Um, and my mum was just there like every night. Like, And it's like the thing that I found the most difficult about me being sick wasn't just me. It was more that like my mum was there with me every night. My mum was there for me. Like every night she's there from seven to things. appointment. point I'm like, mum, go home. Like leave me alone. Like you're here – and she's on top of everything, on top of all the doctors. You have a blood test here. You have to see a surgeon today. And, like, like for me, it was, like, putting her through that, like, I really struggled with in the sense that and, – and, and that time as well, like, we, we didn't talk about my mental health and that kind of thing. And, like, I always thought, like, saw my dad go through cancer and it was, like, he was kind of – we didn't really speak about it. It wasn't as if – like, I'm sure he would have, like, probably protected me because I was young. But, like, I thought that's the way I had to deal with it. Like, I had to get on with the show – don't talk to anyone about it. Internalize it. If you're upset, go to your room and cry. Don't show anyone that you're up. You know that you're upset. And that was like a really difficult like period for me. And the thing as well is like being a single mum. Like there was no one home looking after like my brother and sister. And like that used to just like eat me up. Like I, it was all, it was like the George Show for like four years, which reason to be. But I was like fuck. Like who, who's playing cricket with my brother that I got to do like. Who's the one that's taking my sister to go to the movies that, like, I got to do with my mum and my dad? Who's the one taking Harry to the footy games? And, like, for me that was something, like, I really, really struggled with and, like, it was really hard to put the people you love through that. And then, like, coming with, like, those relapses, it's like, like, how much can everyone else take to the point where it was like, yeah, the last one it was like, this is, like, your last treatment, 50-50 chance it may work it may not work if it works great if it doesn't then like I couldn't even like thought put the thought through of like my mum who's had to deal with her husband to like bury her own son it was like like for me that's what ate me up it wasn't the fact that like I was sick or that like I you know could pass away it was more the fact that like I was like I hurt everyone around me but yeah that was like a really difficult period and like as I said my mum my brother my sister they're just like unbelievable and to come out the other side of that it's like the most beautiful and like like every day I wake up like I just like fuck unbelievable I'm here I'm here I'm doing something I love and like that's like even like coming to work for push pull like everyone's like you're crazy like you're gonna go work there for free we weren't paying each other nothing like that and I was like well you only get one shot at it you only get a chance to do this once so in like like funnily enough it's like everything's yin and yang like that's my biggest hardship in life but also it's the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life like not a day has dawned where i'm not like so happy to be here to share this as well like th- th- even saying this out loud is a lot for me and like i've come such a far way to be able to talk about it but yeah i would say that's my hardship cuz it just takes a lot of mental toll to like know that what you're going through is hurting so many people around
5: you george um from both of us. Um, I think everyone looks up to you for someone who's a very fun character and from what we've seen on the Instagrams, you, you're always the one that brings a lot of joy to people's life and, and and now to be able to speak about this is truly incredible and probably what was one of the hardest parts that you had to go? Was there a time, there a specific time you can remember where you thought this is just, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen or, or really nervous?
0: So there was two sort of parts. So – to, to hear that was like, look, it's a 50-50 chance. And what they did was they put me through, like, high-dosage chemotherapy where I'd been hospital for, like, three weeks at a time, out for two weeks then back in for three weeks out of, like, bone marrow transplants. That was, like, hell. Like, I was, like, like but the first few, like, I was sick, but, like, I wasn't, like, sick. Like, that, like, I couldn't move. Like, I'd vomit everywhere and, like, went to ICU. That was, like, really, really difficult and this is just when I'd finished school so just finished school just went to schoolies like fuck I've beaten it like I'm I'm here I'm living life like what are we doing and then like to get told that it came back was like really difficult and then like all my mates like no one was working everyone like took a gap year I was like fuck like everyone's out there like doing stuff and I've been home oh not at home so I've been hospital like sharing a room with like an old guy like fuck like everyone's just out there doing the thing and that took like a lot of that was really tough, took a lot of mental energy, not only to be that sick, but to see everyone else doing sort of what they wanted to do was really difficult. Um, and probably the second time was um, I had like a really like uh, had a big surgery. So when I first got diagnosed, we would have had like 30 tumours in my lungs. So it was like a lot. Um, they're taking the remnant of that out and I had like a huge, I think it was like 11-hour surgery. And after that, the recovery for that was just, like, terrible. And it's hard because, like, like, like if you took my shirt off, I have a huge scar, like, damn, my thing there. And, yeah, I, like, couldn't move. I laughed. It hurt. But, yeah, I think as well it's a testament, though, to the people around me. Is like, I never really, like, it was never a question of whether I was going to, like, pass away. It was always, like, when are you going to beat this? And, like, what we're going to do once you beat that. And it's funny, like, put me in this mindset for, like, a long time where I could only say till my next blood test or my next scan and be like... I'm only living in this three months, and I'm going to squeeze every like bit of juice out of that like last like this this three month period. Like, if I'm gonna I'm gonna go here here, I'm gonna go out every night. I'm gonna you know go to the footy game every week. I'm gonna do whatever it is. So yeah, it's interesting.
3: Well, there's a little bit of a learning for you. Squeeze the juice out of every day of that life, eh? because I think that's a pretty special quote.
0: And hey, that's something like I still live by, and like I still like. I guess these guys know me. Like I don't get too high on the highs, and like. You know, I don't get too low on the lows and I like to, you know, treat everyone with the respect they deserve. And, like, I, I just know, like, yeah. everyone's going through something and, like, it's, it's an, that's another thing as well, like, being in the hospital and being around kids, like, because I was a kid and, like, see little kids die and, like, I always think this is, like, stupid but, like, I'm the only person who I was in hospital with who's, like, still alive that I'm kept in touch with. So it's kind of like I've been put on, like, God's, like, bless me with this, like, like I, I don't even know if I believe in God but – Like I've been blessed with the chance to live that those kids don't. And I always feel like I, not a pressure, but I feel like I have to live for them. And something like I actually think about like actively is like these people didn't get that opportunity, you should live for them and do all the things that you can and be as happy as you can. And yeah, for them as well.
2: He, he says all that Like you can see it Like when he works <laughs> Like makes so much of it like, so, you, like I didn't even know that Do you know what I mean And uh, I didn't even know that But you can just see it in his work Like what he does For the community He drives the social media And just his energy And his being Like he, it, like it's funny he, Like everyone's experiences Life experiences Shapes in, into who they are And there's always like A reason why someone Is doing something Or the way they are And it, it's it's, it's really great that you were able to share that and, like, I'm super proud that you just did that because that would have been hard. I was, like, almost tearing up for you, so. Yeah, it's difficult. Should be like, proud, yeah. I
0: think that's what we mean when everyone's journeys kind of go through the business is, like, I do, like, all the DMs I respond to people and I, I do, like, the majority of the giveaways and, like, I'm always giving people discount codes if they ask for it because I kind of, like, know what it feels like to be alone. I know what it feels like to have someone who's, who's there for you and, like, as a brand, like, like, I, I literally probably do like three, four hours a DMs a day. Just a like jump,
5: one. like I think that's one of the things that everyone loves about your brand is that so many people can just reach out and they never hear back. That was probably one of the biggest highlights for me. The first time I messaged you, boys, might have been like, just got my first hoodie, so pumped, and I would have got a message back from you, George, I mean like so keen, like enjoy. <laughs> Like for you that would just be like yeah, like another person, like you would have had thousands. But for me, it was like I can't believe that actually got back to me or when you gave out things to people and and obviously a lot of people are in that same sort of boat and they they must feel so joyed when they get something back from you boys.
0: It's funny, like it's not really just another person. Like I was speaking to Ed yesterday, he's like, Do you know all these people in the DMs? And then like he just started naming people in the DMs and I'd I'd know. Like I'd be like, Yeah, they're from Adelaide, those boys that do that, he plays footy. You're like oh, this is her. I'm like, yeah, no. She lives in WA. She likes wearing these sort of clothes. Like it was like actually just, it was remarkable.
3: Yeah, I, right. I tested you yeah. Rain uh, Man sort of energy yeah. with
0: yeah. the yeah. <laughs> with yeah. the DMs. <laughs> but like, yeah, wow. none of you guys, are, none of the people that support us, and none of the people that DM us, and none of the people we, like that's where I think the community stems from as well. Is like you're not a, just a like you're not just a DM. You're a literal person, and we mm. treat yeah. every single person to the best of our ability, and like. Sometimes stuff gets through the cracks, but we like to treat everyone as a human and we I I see like the 28,000 followers as a room full 28,000 people, mm-hmm. not as in 28 28.7 or whatever the number is, is literally 28,000 people that, you know, we're all in it together. And mm-hmm. I like to see our Instagram or our social platform for those 28,000 people to be able to, you know, voice whatever they want to like like what you guys are providing here with me today, like they You know, it's a safe place for you to be sort of whoever and whatever you want to be.
3: I want to do a little shout out to something a little bit personal to us and personal and more so to our state. And, And I know of a girl called Selena who got in contact with you guys and who's currently going through her own cancer treatment and I know her through friends and know her through people. And I remember Dan spoke about that thing of like, it's why everyone loves your brand so much. It's about the free stuff that you give. And a part of me was kind of like, oh, it's just easy branding for them or maybe I had some negative bias about it. But then when I saw that Selena moment, it like just cut me through and I just realized like, wow, these guys are really special dudes who really care because it's easy to talk about brands and brands say they care. Brands do all this work a lot of the time. But to see you guys really caring and and that girl's, story and and she's a great person and shout out to her and and we'll i'm sure we'll have a chat with her hopefully one day but um yeah
0: with that stuff is like like we would have like not to you know brag or anything but we'd have like 30 40 afl players over the time you know over how long message us like i'm not going to screenshot and post that on the story because that doesn't like help anyone get anywhere but someone who's battling cancer like screenshotting that saying, yeah, we're going to give you – we want to come meet you. It's like that's just like a little window into the other people to see that she's not alone and there's people who are there to support. If, even if it's just someone else going through that and I actively think about that, like that's the stuff that interests me and you can see that through the, the Instagram. Is like something like that interests me. Like it, not like giving like a free hoodie to, you know, whoever it may be. It's like actually like a, like a real story and like someone who – Needs to have a voice and, like, that's just the way I like to do the marketing. And Vincent always says we're like a brand for the misfits and that's what we do and that's why we're different and that's why there's a community is because, you know, that's what's important to us. Like, we're going to do a pop-up store and we're going to do, you know, a thousand free tote bags. Like, that's that's why. Not, not because we're doing Kylie Minogue, a free gift, like, whatever it is. But, yeah, that's sort of where the community stems from because we do care about the people that don't usually get a voice.
2: And by doing that sort of stuff, it actually helps normalise having conversations and, like, everything that we actually try to embody, like, you know, like we could share, like, you know, these footballers and everything and who, who are also great people. Yeah, that's know, they they are also – the all, all, all these – they actually are normal guys as well and they're great people but by doing this other sort of stuff which George has really driven, it just normalises conversations like around anything. Like, and you, sh- you can't like, you know what I mean? Like someone going through cancer, you might feel, you know, if you just say to that person, like, hey, like, how are you going? Like it probably means the world to them. um And, you know, some people like would be a bit like scared to maybe because, you know, it's something that's really personal. and But like just to normalize these conversations and like, and I feel like George has been really good at driving this is, is something that's really special. And, and we can see when we're out in the streets and we talk to people, we're, we're having conversations. And like I said earlier, like, we're not enough phones. We're, like we're actually being present, and even though we're, even though like it's on the phone, some of this stuff, it, you're still thinking about you know being present with that person and checking in on how they are, and that's something that is really special and has been like driven really really well. Uh, you know, leading from George, and you know, I know Edo and, and myself as someone who've like taken a leaf out of George's book and and really tried to instill that as well when when we're helping out. Hundred percent, and like we got a message. Three days later
0: about a guy who's going to the same hospital I went to and, like, I guarantee that guy's not seeing that message if he doesn't see us talk to Selena. So, like, it's just, like, that's literally what we do. Like, it's funny, like, it looks like it's all just, like, but there's a method to the madness and there's, like, a really good heart and soul to what we do. It's not just selling clothes.
5: I'm really proud that we were able to talk about that and that's a really good point is that there's always method behind the practice. George, how, how do you want Pushball to be remembered that's a really good question. I just want us to be
0: remembered as like, not just a clothing brand. Like that, that's the one thing that like I like to drive home, maybe cause I'm not the designer and like, <laughs> but, but I, I just don't want to be remembered as a program where so many more other things and we do so many different things for different people. I just want it to be remembered as a platform or a place that where people can really express themselves and people could know that no matter how low you may be, or if you have nobody replying to them, you know that you can come to us and we'll, give you the time of day and we'll treat you as like anyone would treat a human on the street. It's funny because like behind screens and behind a monitor, like people are a lot different to like if you bump into someone on the street, like everyone has to be like differing opinions and like, but if you bump into someone on the street, like if you had different opinion to them, you'd probably talk it out and do it in a really respectful way.
3: It's funny you say that. Like I feel like I'm a Aussie hip hop fanboy. This is just a personal note for me, but I remember when I released my first ever EP And I flicked it to all day and he listened to it and gave me feedback. Just on Instagram and it's that – like it's the exact same thing, that feeling of I just felt it just then, that connection of you're more than just a little red dot. You're more than just like a little notification. They're a human being as well and we sometimes forget that behind this screen. So
0: Yeah, like we we operate the Instagram like a real human. Yeah. Like it's not like a brand. Like I like people's comments. Like I like the actual
2: photos, comment on their photos if I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as if like Pushbull was its own person as well. Like it it's use. not, it's not like Ed or Vincent or George. It's push pull, and we're just almost like cogs in the machine that help grow the baby. And Ed, would love that because he's actually taught us that. But, um, you know, it's push pull is is its own entity, it's its own person. Yeah. Like we've we've really come in with with the great attitude of dropping our egos at the door, and everything is to to grow this baby, um, and and spread this message, and 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 the message is through of a variance of different avenues whether it's whether it's whether it's clothing and and you know I I want the clothing to be the best quality I want it to strive to be like Virgil's or it's you know the community um or it's mental health or you know there's so many different avenues in which push pull branches out into and that's something that we we want to strive to continue to grow and, and and evolve um and that's something that that's sort of in the works but you know, we have to build these really good foundations in which we're doing at the moment and and kudos to Edo who's actually been a massive driver for instilling these uh foundations. But, yeah.
3: <laughs> well, well, we'll get to Ed. We'll get we'll to Ed. Yeah. Don't you worry about that. He's waiting in the corners. i gotta, I got to hype up. I, yeah, hype yeah, up yeah. We'll hype him you gotta up. you got to hype up everyone. Ed's, up everyone Ed's been waiting. He's been calculating what he's going to say. Uh, but
2: That is actually very funny because that is the person. He here. is. <laughs> Damn. He's up. good. Yeah.
3: Mate, thank you so much. No, it's that's okay. That's heavy to talk about and that's yeah, that's so cool and and, and special and hopefully it gives everyone a listener, right? Like to, to, to understand more and more why you guys do it, right? The the purpose behind it and your story.
0: Yeah, it's funny, like I was shitting myself before saying that and like I feel like there's been a huge relief off my shoulders. So. Yeah. Like I'm sure Vince was shitting himself before he did that. So like, yeah, it's normal. Like if anyone listens to anything, like saying stuff's really hard and doing something like this is like hard, but it's also beautiful and like I feel so good after doing that. So Thank you, boys, for no. doing that
3: for us. No, no, thank you. We're merely a, merely a vessel for people's stories. So I feel like you touched on highlight a little bit. Is there is there more you wanted to get into? I, I feel like my understanding of what I got from that was like pretty beautiful when you have that trauma and you have that heaviness and you go through those tough times. You really learn to live every day as a highlight and that's a really beautiful blessing and Vinny talked about that. But do you have a specific moment or was it <laughs> – was there like a specific moment and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's sick. It could even just be a, a concert <laughs> you yeah, know, like a show or something similar like that or just like, you know what I mean, a real this pure is, love moment.
0: This is what I'm thinking and this is what I was thinking before we started talking is that me and all my mates after, after we went to school, I was like literally 20 blokes that all went to school with, they all went to Bali and it was New Year's and we went to Potato Heads. It's like some beach club in Bali and Rudimental was playing and then like where well, everyone's in like this pool, like it was like an, it's an infinity pool, right? And everyone's in there, we're all like blind. And this is the first, second night, so we got to Bali. So, and like none, all of us had never been out of the country, I'm pretty sure.
3: Let's just pause it. I want to close my eyes. I yeah, want you to, I eyes. want everyone, everyone to close, close their, close their eyes. The eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> close your eyes. I've Paint got the, the headphones scene. on. Paint the scene. I want to see all of it.
0: We're in Bali. I Obviously, <laughs> as I mentioned, there's like red lights, rudimental playing. And then the countdown starts. And it's like 10, 9, Eight. And then it gets to five and the heavens start, like, opening. It starts, like, pouring down, like, bucketing rain. It's, like, 30 degrees, so it's still hot and we're all in the pool. And then Rudimental, as soon as they hit one, went, Happy New Year. And then they played um, – I think at this time it was, like, Will Griggs on fire. They played Freedom Desire. And, like, it was actually just the best moment of my life. And, like, all of us, and there's, like, 20 of us, like, you shared, like, everything I've been through, I've gone through with them and everything they've been through. And it was just, like, a full circle moment where – it was like far out. It was pretty good. Will Griggs on fire.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was like,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It played Freedom Design. I was like far out. It was pretty good. But yeah, so that's like, almost like that was a good time. I that was did. a good trip, that Bali trip. Oh, <laughs> what
5: I, tsunami. tsunami. Oh, you so? I'd love to know some more stories from that trip because I can imagine there would have been some things. The classic What Happens in Bali Stays in Bali. Maybe may off there. Maybe off <laughs> there. <laughs>
1: um,
5: but yeah, now that's, and that things like that is that not every highlight has to be winning an award or or having the biggest drop for push pull. It can be just a specific moment in time where the build up of stuff is the highlight. It's the everything you've been through. It's not even the trip itself, but it's that moment we sit there, you are in the pool, and you realize I got through it, and this is the cherry on top. It's almost the cherry on top is the highlight. I love that. I'm really, yeah, it's cool to hear that every highlight's different in every single moment. Yeah, I'm kind of lost the words with what to say. You're all
3: done. Triple H. <laughs> Thank you. Ending That's with good. freedom desire. Thank you.
5: Triple H. H, H. <laughs> my my favourite wrestler,
0: Triple H.
3: That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Hunter Hurtisley. Yeah. Shout out. How ben. are you? Uh, how do you feel? I've been to WrestleMania. Have you?
0: Yeah, been in WrestleMania. What one? That's also another highlight. Yeah, yeah. What year? You do know the one on
3: Coffee Kingston won? Yeah.
0: I went to that Wrestlemania. No. Yeah. There you go. There you go.
3: <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, we could, <laughs> we could, we could <laughs> do. We'll talk about that to the other Dude, well. we could do. Why don't we. And it looks we, like Triple H of you. A little bit. We definitely edge, have a little edge, bit handsome edge. Handsome edge. Yeah, yeah. Very More edge. Man. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. think you know me. No, I think uh, we could maybe, after we get to, uh, your uh, Triple H done, we might just do an extra 30-minute wrestling pod. We, we could just do, do a, We could just do a wrestling pod. I'm that. a diehard fan. That. Shout out my brother, Corey. He will be loving that we're doing this. Well, as I said, we got the calculated assassin over here in the corner, the numbers guy, the business guy, the manager, just the the Don in the corner, just kind of watching the whole thing, kind of the godfather, if you will, right? Stroking his cat, thinking about what he's going to say when it's his time to jump up on the (laughs) microphone because now it's time for Ed. I reckon the Don's a good nickname. I reckon yeah, I like the, the Don, Don, the, or Don. Or the the Don or the conciliar or something like that, yeah, like the yeah. the, the, the like dude, the, the side man. But <laughs> Ed, it is your time for your Triple H, mate, and you're really lucky. We spoke about like the standard that both you boys have set. So, thank you. Initially, thank both of you know, thank all of you for it's really easy to, to come on here or we've had people sometimes or we've had experiences when you try to have these chats and they don't come out. So it's as much buy-in as it is from you guys. So really, if anything, as I said, we're merely vessels. So very grateful. But Ed, I reckon it's your time, mate.
4: Yeah, I just want to reiterate that as well. We we just spoke about it, but um, this is fantastic. I don't think we were, we were expecting this walking in here today, but, you know, this this is great. These are, these are three great questions and um, – I want to reiterate that and thank you, boys, for sharing that because that's uh, even stuff that I, I didn't know. Um, and so, like, I, I've learned a lot as well and got a lot out of it. So and I'm sure, sure people who listen to it will as well. So, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll start with the hero. I guess you, you guys have spoken about your family and I'd, I'd uh, agree with that as well. My You know, the people who are, who are close to me, my family. I've got a lot of people, I guess, who are close to me who I could consider a hero um, and good support I might, I might change it up, though, because, Vinny, before we started, you, you mentioned a name of, of a guy who I guess is a hero in a sense because uh, – so, so his name's Ray Dalio. He's a sort of – I, I guess you'd call him he's like an economist. He uh, runs a, a big sort of in, investing hedge fund, Bridgewater Associates. But apart from that, he's just a very wise head, I, I, would, I would call him. And um, he's got a lot of, yeah, good thoughts on – on life, on um, on work as well and I've learnt a lot of things from listening to him, watching things, reading books. He's got some great books and I just love the way that he thinks. resonates a lot with me. One of his books is called Principles and I, I'd probably, I guess, describe myself as a pretty principled thinker or at least aspire to be and I've gotten a lot out of that uh, and, and try – having tried to adopt that way of thinking I've got a lot out of that and, and it's, it's an evolving process um, you know like like we've mentioned a lot on this podcast already the the experience experiences I think you have help shape the person that you become and continue to evolve into and so his sort of philosophy around it is uh, things in life happen over and over again not exactly the same way but he says history doesn't repeat itself but it rhymes and so there's things that you know, happen in our life that are similar to things that have happened beforehand. But, uh, you know, obviously each each experience is unique, but you can carry similar principles throughout that can help you deal with things as they continue to arise. So, yeah, he's, he's a, a guy I, I look up to a lot. I try and adopt a lot of his way of thinking and the best thing actually about him as well is that from such a as such a successful person he doesn't try and necessarily preach any one way of thinking about things what he preaches is that each person comes up with their own principles in a way and, and their own way of operating throughout their life um, which is I think a very empowering message and, and that's what I, I sort of tried to adopt.
3: That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's really oh, sick. That was like a perfect like synopsis, four minute smash of your hero. And and and, and that idea of the rhyming, we all shared a little eye there where it's, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. And I can relate to that definitely. There's definitely times as you were saying it, I was thinking like, yeah, these, you know, maybe it's relationships that you have kind of end the same way or business ventures or the way you go about stuff. And it's about what you learn from those and how you maybe change the rhymes and how you, Change the rhymes to fit for yours. What do you feel like? Is that the main thing? Do you feel like you've learned from your hero?
4: Oh, there's so many things. Yeah, um, that's that's definitely one thing about it.
3: Let's scratch that. If you had five minutes with him right now, what would you ask him? Oh, geez,
4: great question. He's he one guy I'd love to. You know, when people ask, like, what, who would you want to have? Dinner yeah,
3: Jay Z. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no one's having dinner with Jay Z. Let's be real. But maybe this hero, you are. Yeah,
4: because. Cause I reckon he'd have such a, you'd have such an interesting conversation for sure, and, and um, that's that's what I I love having those, and I oh that would I'd have to think about that a yeah, lot of course. because five minutes it's a it's a sorry okay you time, got a dinner let's just
3: say you got a dinner what would be I guess the energy of which you would want to get out of it like the gist of it I mean you're obviously having a beautiful chat like we're having right now mm. would you ask him his Triple H maybe. <laughs>
4: You know what? I'd, I probably would. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> would. The, the good thing about him is, um, so, so he he talks about different stages of life, and he's at a stage now where he, he sort of talks about he's coming towards the towards the end of the second stage, where and and sort of entering into the third, where he's almost maybe like eighty years old. He's had a lot of experiences, done a lot, and he's sort of at the point now. And this is why he's putting a lot of, out a lot of content, books. All this sort of stuff because he's trying to pass on what he's learned. and so I would definitely ask the, the Triple H. But he's already um, he 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 alludes to a lot of that stuff already in in the stuff that he talks about, and I'd I'd honestly encourage anyone to go and watch even on on YouTube. He's got some fantastic clips. He's got like a thirty minute thing on that basically sums up his life principles. Um, and he talks about a lot of different things, um, talks a lot about m- mentors, talks a lot about his his hardships and because he's very realistic that things haven't been great. He's been wrong a number of times and, you know, let a lot of people down, lost a lot of money because, you know, money is what he, I guess, deals with in his profession. But, yeah, I would just – I guess I'd just pull on some of those threads and, and find out a bit more about him. And I guess, yeah, I, I think he's got both a really good – view on, on work and business, which is I guess what we're we're trying to at least I'm trying to um <laughs> George is laughing. I'm trying to I guess impart some of that, what I consider wisdom into the stuff that we're doing, acknowledging that I've I've haven't really done much myself. Like this is just stuff that I'm learning, but we're putting into practice and learning along our journey. And just yeah, I I guess just finding a bit more about that and and talking about the different stages because he's I, I just find him one of but but close to the best that I've come across at just being able to articulate really simply and clearly the, the key things that, that I guess he's come across and I, I find that it, it resonates with me but I, I assume it resonates with a lot of different people.
5: You talk about how he gives out a lot of his knowledge to the people that follow him and stuff. It seems like that's something that you guys try to – recreate as well through your brand is, is you're always trying to have opportunities to hey if you need support from us from a business point of view etc just message us or you've had those those zoom calls with fans and stuff it seems like that's something that you guys are pushing with it within your own brand
4: yeah well that's that's not even you know that's stuff that the boys have done before i've even um got here but it's definitely stuff that we're looking to to do more of in the future. Stuff like this, this is very transparent, very realistic, very, you know, it's just, t- I guess, telling it how it is and documenting, you know, what we're going through. And I feel like that's that's what we want to do going forward. We want to m- make that um, sort of exposed in some way to, to people to to view and look at the way that we're going about things and then, you know, help other people who are on similar journeys or in similar stages that we have been in the past you know, how to get through some of those challenges or enjoy some of those successes and, and that sort of thing. So it's something that we're, we've are we done already and definitely looking to do going forward for sure.
3: Look at that. <laughs> I also like the idea how you talked about how wonderful his messages are and he really articulates them. And the ease of which you articulated that made me want to go read it more because – the the often like you know whenever you watch uh, eddie murphy Raw or delirious you always he makes a joke about always trying to tell someone's jokes or you always try to tell something and you always fuck it up because mm. you just you don't get it and it's not your bit but i completely got what you were getting there and that concept of principles and guiding you through things
4: and it's, it's not a testament to me at all it's yeah. a testament to his messaging because it's that simple and clear yep. that it's um and look and yeah again i encourage because i've only alluded to the surface level but there's there's a lot of stuff there that love that is very beneficial
3: wonderful well,
4: is the man, <laughs> as
2: as you guys, yeah, as yeah. you guys
4: can tell, Ed brings a whole higher level of
0: conversation and a higher level of intellectuality. Is that even a word? I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll fat
3: check that. We'll fat check. we'll fat check that. Let's roll on to now again, Ed, if you feel comfortable. And as we said, we've had a really good time and good chats and it was like a pretty, pretty safe little rumor in here. It's been a pretty good little, little spot. Yeah. In, sort the, of vault. Of, in, the, in the, the vault. In the vault. Yeah. 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 Vault of, vault of feelings. Ed, what would you say has been your biggest hardship?
4: Um, well, I first want to preface that I feel like, uh, like I've, I've been very lucky to not experience many hardships in, in my life um, compared to some other people. Some some things that I've seen, um, and acknowledging that everyone has a has a story and goes through ups and ups and downs, um, I still recognise that like I'm I'm extremely lucky. So I guess I'll go down a bit of the footy route for me because that's that's been a big part of my life. And and still is now. So I was I got lucky enough to to play footy at the highest level um, for for four good years at St Kilda, and then at the end of twenty twenty got delisted, and then that's that's how I ended up at Box Hill and been playing with Vinny, and how how this is all uh, I guess eventuated. So like George said, while it's while it's it was a hardship going through that period, you know I, I believe a lot of basically everything happens for a reason, and so it's um it is funny how. At the time, and, and I guess this is part of the hardship. Um, at the time, it's hard to see. I guess beyond what's happening day to day, and it's hard to visualize what the next year, three, five, ten years look like. Now that um, you know the way of life that you're living by has sort of just been taken, um, and you've got to like you know integrate back into to normal society. I guess because it's it very it is very much a um, uh, a closed environment and a bubble within, at least in my experience in football, but I assume in, in professional sport as well. And you, you see athletes, you know, every athlete has to go through a point at some time where they stop playing their sport. So, you know, there's there's a danger, I think, and, and this is, this is, a, I guess, part of the hardship. There's always a danger when you, you do something for so long, you start associating who you are and your identity with what you're doing. And then when you stop doing that, it's like, who is then the person left there um, after it so I, I always consider myself as someone who had a decent perspective on that and was well aware of it throughout but it, it still came the point where it happened and still had to move through it and that was um on upon reflection it was a difficult time initially to work through that and just sort of make sense of things as they sat but yeah I can I can commonly sit here now and say that I feel like've I've moved through that period the stuff that I'm doing now, you know, I feel like the theme of this conversation has been about things bigger than yourself. Growing. Yeah. Growing, evolving, evolving. That's, that's a key part of Ray Dalio as well that, that I, uh, that's, (laughs) he's laughing because I speak about this all the time, but evolving is probably one of my main, like goals in life, probably the main one, and so upon reflection has been a really big part of that evolution. Yeah, I guess the the hard part about it was, like I said, was that while I had a, I felt a decent understanding of what that was like and the process that would have to occur, it was still another thing actually sort of going through it and, and moving through that period, especially after you know I, I love footy and footy's a big part of my life, but it had been something I'd done since four or five years old in Auskick and. You know, the, the dream was always just to get to that point and then it's sort of taken away and it's sort of like, okay, I've sort of come here to do what I always aspired to do. Kind of now what? Do, do I go back? Do I go to other things? Yeah.
3: Thank you. Off the bat, that is tough. And that's a really great way of tapping into the sports life and being an athlete and professional athlete and how much of your identity is connected to what you do and your sport. And it's tough. I could only imagine, as you said, you did saying since you were Auskick. Four or five, and then and then in in some ways it's it's taken away a little bit, not not at all, but but you said something I thought was really interesting about who who I am. So who is Ed?
4: It is a great it is a great question. I, I I'm still figuring it out. Um, he's, a, he's ever evolving. He's ever evolving. Yeah, and so I, I think that's actually a good point to almost to give a solidified answer to that question right now would probably be uh,
5: not authentic. Wouldn't feel right.
4: Yeah. And I guess there's, there's parts of myself that I've worked out. Going back to Ray Dalio, self-awareness is a big thing that, that he preaches. And so I, um, I do my best to try and be self-aware. And so, so there's, there's parts that I, I feel like I could recognize that that is associated with who Ed Phillips is, but you know, there's, there's things that, like you said, are ever evolving. Um, there'll be components of that that fall away over time. There'll be things that that are added until like like I said I guess evolving is is one of my main goals until oh it probably won't ever stop it'll just continue and so I feel like the answer to that question will continue to change whilst there are probably some key themes and values I guess that would try and I would aim to try and keep consistent throughout
5: was playing footy and uh, playing AFL at a high level was was that something a dream of yours for as well Vinny was that oh, is man. that still is that still a dream of yours, or or was that ever a dream of actually playing at the highest level, or did you were you just playing for fun?
2: Um, just before I answer that, I was just gonna say that I think that is who you are though, Edo. Like who is Edo? It's someone who continuously evolves and adapts, and like I, don't, I think that's like a, a good answer though. Like that is who you are, and you just like evolve to get better in every scenario. Like that's how I see you. Like you're just always evolving, like and trying to do the best for yourself, but like for the people that love around you as well and that's something that i say who you are which is nice thanks, it's, it's really cool like I, you know like i think it's a it's a really like lateral sort of idea of who you are as well like no one really I, i've never heard everyone saying who are you and you just go i'm someone who evolves <laughs> like do you know what I mean but the, it's so cool like I, I think it's really cool and i think you should be proud of it like it's it's awesome thanks yeah. Man. <laughs> but yeah back to that yeah to that question um like yeah, it's like something footy. I, I like Ed. I, I've actually played a lot of footy, junior footy with Ed, and um, played Oakley Chargers together. And I've always loved footy, and you know, I always thought like I was half decent and stuff like that. And that's something that I have to learn as well. It's like you know, talent only gets you a certain way. You got to put in the work, and that's something that I didn't learn till a lot later in, in in life. As itself, like it, it's a principle that I I also live by. It's like you can be as talented as you want, but like hard work will, will get you there at the end of the day over over anything. And that's a massive thing in terms of like people that we want to work with. Like, yes, it's it's good to be talented, but like the hard work or like someone's work ethic and consistency to keep showing up is something that will take over anyone any day of the week. But yeah, like I guess I guess I sort of just um yeah, went went through went through life sort of, you know, thinking like, oh it could happen here or there, but um and, and never really never really did. And and I I put my hand up because I I know why I just never really put in the work. I just thought my talent would get me there. But, yeah, I was lucky enough uh, at the start of this year to uh, do a preseason with Hawthorne, um, which I was super grateful for. And, and you know, Sam Mitchell was, was awesome for me in my development and actually tapping into my potential of, of a player and, and sort of we're talking about, like, you know, the anxiety around football and how that can deter from your performance and he was someone who really allowed me to perform. Um, and gave me confidence but yeah I, I did the preseason here the, it, this year and I, I decided that it, it wasn't for me and I just yeah like a lot of people go like oh what that like why did you stop that and this and I, I, I sort of just realized that I wasn't doing it for the right reasons I was doing it to appease others and, and um, you know those people were saying I couldn't get there but I sort of just realized that like I, I had a new dream and a new passion and, and that was, you know, working here at Push Pull, and, yeah, I, I'm super proud that I made that decision and, and nothing against, um, you know, not, not taking the decision to keep striving to make it but I, I'm super grateful for the opportunity and, and you know, I, I love I love the footy, uh, the footy side of things but I, I just knew that what, what I was doing here, there was something bigger and, and, and something that I actually really love to do and, and I could wake up every morning going like this is
5: what like this is what like my purpose yeah I was about to say you beat me to I was about to say you found found your purpose because a lot of people just been like well why are you giving up the opportunity to play for Hawthorne and stuff like that obviously but yeah that's pretty incredible obviously footy takes is a lot of sacrifice and and, and we know people who have who trying to get drafted and stuff like that and you sacrifice a lot of things did you feel like when you had that moment of when they sat you down at Ed at St Kilda and they said look we we aren't going to be able to offer you a contract next year did you feel like you were letting down yourself or people or did you feel like you were just letting down almost yourself or people that have have ridden that journey through you or or you sort of you were content with the with the situation you knew it was coming
4: to be honest I probably I I thought and hoped it could go a little bit longer than it did and I felt like I was I guess this this evolution philosophy that I'm talking about that was that was basically born out of football because um, like Vinny spoke about, like I, I definitely early on wasn't the most tann- talented but I, I tried to pride myself on working hard and really rounding out what I wasn't good at and and making sure there was no sort of holes in, in my game as such for in a, in a football-specific um, example. But, yeah, I, I consistently tried to get better, work on that and I felt like I was on a good trajectory to keep going. And so I guess to, to then have it take away... Potentially what I felt was prematurely was – I guess that's that's where the initial sort of frustration, a bit of anger came from because it was sort of like there's, there's been this much faith shown in me so far. Why couldn't it just continue when I felt like I was sort of just getting going? On the flip side of that, like I mentioned earlier, all I really wanted to do when I was a young kid was play an AFL game and – I was so stoked. Even the first game that I played was just like nothing else that I'd I'd experienced. Um, Almost tapping into your
5: highlight. Like this sounds like a highlight moment for you. Well,
4: yeah, it's it's not the one I'll speak about, but it, it's definitely one because it was just the culmination of everything coming together, and then for it to go that well on the, on that night was just amazing. And so that honestly, so so I had that. Then I played against my brother a few times in games. That was amazing, and then was able to play against some really good teams throughout that time like honestly I, I have no regrets and no issues with anything because i really went there and came what i was came came to do what i was intending to do and so now reflecting on it it's it's something that i'm very much at peace with it's not like there's that that thing in the back of my head like i didn't get everything i could have got out of it because i felt like i really did
3: and it's not like we talk about like evolving it's not stagnant your footy career like that idea of getting stuff out of something you're still getting stuff out of it right you go and play and then you you start this right like it's 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 uh it changes and it evolves and your dreams and your hopes they it's really beautiful because they kind of just continually changing and evolving and moving and you you spoke about that moment of your first game and it was felt like I was in Bali it had like that similar sort of combination of feelings which is beautiful it's like that (laughs) culmination of hard work leading to freed from desire (laughs) but like but you know like that 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 same sort of thing and I, I completely get that when you when you go through so much and you can have that moment where you sit back and really look and and just kind of really love what you've done mate thank you so much that's that's so great and and I think that's really good that's something it's quite funny we're going to tap a little bit into Dan and I here but we're both footy people we you know coach played for a lot of years and and I think sometimes it's really easy that we sometimes fall into we don't want to fall into a footy podcast or like a a footy chat show at all but it's easy sometimes or sometimes people pay us out for that trying to knock off Dylan friends or we're trying to Mm. be something funny even though we are sitting in their studios shout out but I it's really special hearing that part of it of your story of what it means to be more than just an athlete because you are more than an athlete Ed I want you to know that you are an incredible human being doing amazing things and you're more than just what you do on the footy field and I think sometimes people lose that.
4: And I think it, it, that actually, it's I feel like sport is an easy example because because there is the an athlete and a person. But I, like I, I feel like it stretches beyond that. Even what people do for work day to day, if you're not loving what you're doing or it's really aligned with your purpose, some people have to do things that they just have to do to in order to, to survive, provide yeah. for a family. And so it's easy, I think, to tie your identity to whatever you whatever you're doing day to day. And I feel like the the danger with that. And, again, sport's a good example because each week in sport you're sort of getting judged on a performance, whether it's good or bad. And if your identity is too closely tied with that, that can then affect how yeah. you feel, your self-worth. But it's the same for, for a job. If, you, if you're if you performing badly or if you get fired from a job or, like, do you know what I mean? There's, it's it's I feel like sport is an easy one to just this, – this is a good example because yeah. it's easy to talk about for us, but it, it stretches beyond that. And – Again, like, like what, touching back to what you said as well, it's not like the footy dream is just completely over. Like it's, I, I'm really in, enjoying playing at Box Hill. It's given me now time to do coaching with my, my dad. Does a lot of coaching. I coach with him. I love doing that. That's another component that I really wouldn't have the capacity to do if I was still in that very sort of self centric environment of of an AFL club. Still trying to, you know, get the best out of myself. So it, it frees up a lot of different things.
5: It's a saying that we heard from one of our guests.
3: Your bad, bad luck saving you from good luck, is it? Butchered that, buddy. <laughs> Shout out Mitch from Data, but he gave us a really good quote of, you don't know when your bad luck is saving you from worse luck. It and it's a go. similar thing. In a similar vein, I guess you could flip it. You don't know when your good luck's even saving you from even better luck or holding you back from better luck. And, you know, it's about silver linings. And it, like you said, it's about finding out what could come from when. Mm. There's no inherently good or bad moments in life. It's just what we make of them ultimately and in yep. some ways and we can – and like and like, like you talked about with, with with cancer and going through that, albeit the biggest hardship, also in some ways the biggest highlight because it's led to you having this beautiful mindset towards life and and being delisted. It only provides you with more opportunities to do well. Shit, I'm going to go do some great things. Speaking on some great things, I reckon you got a few of those. What do you reckon's your biggest highlight, mate? Well, I thought I'd I go
4: maybe a little bit left of center for the highlight as well because oh yeah, I, I've had I've had heaps of highlights. I, I've like. Even this here is a highlight, and and I guess the theme of of what I what I enjoy as highlights is just special moments, special moments, special conversations, sharing it with special people, and yeah, I, I feel like it, something like this, even the little things that we do day to day, are, are as as special as as some other big moments, as special for example as like a debut or whatever, right? So, but anyway, the the highlight that I wanted to share, and it's it's only fresh in my mind because we spoke about it at the dinner table as a family end of last week i've done a fair bit of traveling with my family and we've done some some different things and so we've shared some really special moments and we were sort of tossing up what was the what was one of the best moments we've had whilst traveling and there there was one where i went on a trip with my dad and my brother to india and we were doing some footy stuff over there which was great and then we went to go and search for so you can go and see tigers in the wild over there um And we went to this place called Ranthambore National Park. I think it's apparently it's where the Jungle Book is sort of like based upon. And so we go there and the thing with tigers is that they're they're solitary. So there's only one in any sort of given area of space. So you have to sort of – you have to go and – you get allocated a certain area that you go to and you go and look for this one thing in this massive area. So it's not like, I guess, or there's other animals like it, but there's, there's some animals that, you know, move, move in, in packs or, or herds or whatever that you can see a lot of, but but these things are sort of that rare that they're on their own. And, and we were there for maybe three days. I think we went in, out on several different attempts to go and see these tigers and, um, we, we we couldn't see anything. We didn't see anything. So um, we got to the final day, the final sort of time that we went out and we'd, we'd heard in that morning that like they'd, they'd seen some tigers out in that area. We're like, right, it's it's now or never like – because I'd love to go back but it's sort of like I don't know if we'll come back here. You know, we've just got to try and see one while we're here. So we go out. We go out for the for most of the part of looking around. There's heaps of other people around there. Went to the area that they said it was in the morning – wasn't there and we and anyway got to the end where it was sort of like like we're done here we've, we've missed it it's you know we're not coming back this is this is shattering because this is what we've basically come here a lot to of build-up a lot of build-up to build-up and to uh, see something that you want to yeah, see for, for not seeing anything right and then we sort of go on the way back out of the national park because you've got to be out by a certain time. And on the way out we saw we saw something called a sloth bear, which is I think it's like the I think it's like Baloo in the in the jungle book. That's like what the right so it's and we're like, oh this this is like pretty cool. Like it's not a tiger but the the guy the guide's like Guys, no, this this thing's rare as well. Like this, no, this is great. And we're like, yeah, no, it is, it is. <laughs>
2: trying to hype it up, John,
1: to But it's, to make, but it's not get your money's up. worth.
4: Yeah,
2: so
4: <laughs> we're watching that, and then we're like, okay, it got to the point where it's like we need to leave the park because you got to get get out by a certain time. So we're like, all right, we've 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 seen that. That's that's fantastic. We'll take it, and we as, and then we're we're driving out. And we're we're sort of getting out just to get out on time, and then we see like this this one car out, sort of. On the side, off off the track, off the trail, and we just, we sort of just said to the bike like, "Mate, what are they like? They're just sitting there. Like, can we go have a look?" And he's like, "Oh, we're like running out of time, but like we'll go have a suss." And so we go down there. And there's only one other car there, and we go down and in this little riverbed, you couldn't see it from the road, but in this little riverbed, lucky we've seen this car there. There's just the tiger sitting in there, and we're just like losing our shit. Like, oh my <laughs> god, it's taken to this point. And it was just, again, like, like I've been saying, it was just the culmination of everything. The three days of seeing nothing, the whole last thing of being like, we're done. We've run out of time and we go and see this thing. And it's literally sitting like 10 meters away in this little riverbed, just like tranquil, just not doing anything like a, like a fucking wild tiger, just right there. And we're just, that was just a moment that it was just that special. It was just like um, unbelievable. Us, one other car they are saying like oh we need to go we're like mate don't we're not leaving like it's it's right here like let's we're gonna you know just stay and just lap it up take photos just sit with it and 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 see it and it was just that was just one highlight that was just like an amazing moment in time to share it with my dad and my brother who were there especially after everything that had happened that was just that was one that just came to my mind anyway um, to be a special
2: one yeah. that's That was, funny. Um,
4: that was <laughs> unbelievable
0: that's
2: I actually like, felt uh, like I was in the car Yeah I was as well All right, But that's funny That's like a funny like metaphor But you know when you like try Like when you try too hard to get something Or see something and it never comes And then when you stop it comes You like, almost give up Yeah And, <laughs> and that's then when it's there it And yeah, you're like course. Isn't it funny yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, Let's hope that works for girlfriends Because I think Dan and I could do that so.
4: <laughs> Maybe. Stop trying. <laughs> yeah, T- maybe. yeah, you got to stop trying.
3: <laughs> got to stop trying. Stop trying to find the tigers. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the
2: tiger will find the you.
3: The tiger will find you. The tiger will present itself when you're ready. When the time when is. When the time is right. Can you
2: do that, on a David Attenborough voice header? Oh, oh, I reckon you would do the David. Yeah, we won't do that. Sorry, Bush. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ed, that's a triple H. done, mate. How do you feel?
4: I feel amazing. Feel that's, good. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic.
3: Well, boys, that's push pull, triple H. Done. How do you feel?
4: That was that was fantastic. Like like I said, I, I don't think we were expecting to to get into that, um, but so thankful that we did. And I think that it's just such a a fa- fantastic three things to go through just to get below that surface level, like straight away. Um, like we don't even know you guys, but but already, like you know, an hour and a half later, it's like, do you know what I mean? It's it's such a powerful thing. I I, I don't know about you guys. That's something that I definitely want to take to if we're talking to people or if we're – or even in my own life speaking to people, that's that's something that's such a – it's such a good tool I think to use. Um, so thank you so much for, for having us on this um, and, and for reaching out and, and for letting us sort of share our stories initially because I don't think – at least for you – like or for me but you guys like probably haven't had a platform or, not, or an opportunity to speak about this sort of stuff before um, and like, a, like we said – something we want to do more of and, and share so i feel like this is a really good start at least for us to have a platform to go off and you know it helps you guys also contribute to the amount of work that you guys have, have done so encourage you guys to to keep it going as well because it's
5: awesome well like jed has spoken about is that the whole theme and like your theme is giving back to community and every door every door opens when you push and pull and and our big thing is is really giving the opportunity for people who are well known for the things they do like the human doing but actually the what is human being we want to find the human being not mm. the human doing we know how successful you are in your business but to actually know Vinnie George and Ed has all their own stories and I love that we have the way we started Vinnie you started how everyone here has their own little specific journey that they've been on which is now what has created pushball so yeah it's it's been a little highlight for me um especially and i'm I'm speaking on behalf of jed is that it's been an absolute pleasure having you boys on um we're looking forward to that pop-up store coming up in adelaide know that when you when you come there'll be a there'll be a warm bed and a hot meal ready for you when you (laughs) when you want to come you can (laughs) hit hit us up we've got spare beds we've got everything we'll we'll set you up ready to go but um yeah no it's been an absolute pleasure and um Thank you.
4: Well, Adelaide's really growing as a uh, support base. You know, we're, we're probably predominantly in Melbourne, but you know the different cities around Australia are, are, are building, and it's something we want to do. Get to theirs so meet the people. You know, get the mechanical bull going exactly. at the exactly.
5: Woolshed. Yeah, that's shed. oh my days. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, well, at
0: the Woolshed, one of uh, my favourite places in Adelaide, the Woolshed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, we could do a night at the yeah. Woolshed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, push oh, okay. ball Triple yeah. H at yeah. the Woolshed. Yeah. Thank you so much for that and, and you lads. And, and yeah, it's it's amazing. And I know you guys would know as well when you guys are starting out at the... What was the markets called? The camp?
2: Cam- camp oil markets. Camp
3: oil markets. When you're just you're out there and you're doing it and you're not sure if you're going to see anyone. That's what Dan and I walk into sometimes. And it's really hard sometimes. And when you're doing something, you're trying to make it happen. And to hear three people we consider heroes ourselves, it's pretty special. So thank you so much for that. Lads, anything you want to plug? Obviously plug yourselves. If you don't already know, push-pull... What are you doing? But obviously we got <laughs> you got some amazing things coming up for the second half of the year. Anything you can drop or say or anything kind of cool?
2: Yeah, we've got we've got a few more events coming up towards the end of the year, and yeah, that's something that we really want to keep promoting just to get that face to face contact. Obviously, we do most of our sales online, so yeah, just to get a b- bit more human connection. Um, you know, those community initiatives. That's that's something that we really want to keep striving for, and. Yeah, like, like we've just been talking about, like I think this has been a really great initiative and hats off to you guys, like it's been awesome but I feel a lot closer to, to you know, George and Ed and, and that's something that I, I I feel really grateful and special, you know, I feel really special right now just to know even more about the two people that I thought I knew everything about and that's, you know what I mean, it's, it's kind of really special, you know, we're with each other every day and um, just... Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it also uh, you know we're constantly evolving and moving and and we don't really get time to reflect, and I think this has been a really good chance for us to sit back and reflect and go, well, we'll we are doing some good things within the community and, and um yeah, so yeah, I'm really grateful and you guys should be really proud of yourselves cuz you've helped facilitate this and keep going. I de- I definitely think you guys have got something really special here and you should you should also be really proud of yourselves and take the chance to reflect and be grateful for what you guys are doing as well. So, yeah. That's, that's what we'll be plugging. We're we'll plugging this podcast. Yeah, Triple H podcast. That's that's what we're doing. Yeah, you guys are killing it.
5: Great well, job. Yeah, that and and yeah, I'm, I'm lost words. Just both Jed and I, just two just dudes from Adelaide. Just uh, there's a hobby, and this is probably the best thing about anything you enjoy. You're supposed to just love it, and it's supposed to just be for fun, and and you don't understand the impact that you can have on people. And for us to have impact on three people, like Jed talked about, that we look up for the work that you do. It's it's quite special. Um. But yeah, um, one quick question before we, and before we finish. What do you think your goat garment is so far? Because I've had debates with people and, I, and I'm curious about your own personal opinion about each of yours. What do you think that – first of all, which has been the most in, in demand, popular or maybe sold out quickest or in your opinion um, has been the goat? For me, I, I think it's that puzzle one. I think that one's pretty, pretty in demand and popular.
2: Everyone, personal I'd, opinions for. I'd, I, I'm a. I'd, I'd say the the future. Oh, this bike, yeah. The ones to come. The ones to come. The ones that come. The ones that are in works. So I think. Um, I think that's what I'm most excited about. That jacket's looking pretty good. We that's got a we've Yeah, got, we've got, yeah. A of, my days. That's yeah. special. Sure
3: we, we got a. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No visuals, sadly, but yeah. we we're looking at some pretty pretty fly <laughs> dudes right now for so, sure.
2: Yeah, I think definitely um, the stuff to come. That's what I'm super excited about. But yeah, not over not only just the garments, but just what, what we're gonna do, the stuff to come. Um that that's that's my most hyped thing, I think. <laughs> like as as weird as that is, like that's that's what I'm most hyped about. Yeah, I'm in Toe Finton.
0: I reckon um like all the hoodies, like we've really nailed and like everyone loves them, but like I'm really excited to introduce some new products and do some new things and try out some new things in the next coming end of year. So that would be good. Favorite garment ever. I really liked... Right, that's actually a good question. I really like just the the hoodie with the blue smiley face.
2: That was like, my, that was like the, the first one that like we really oh, – the, 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 the blueberry hoodie? Like, not the blueberry, the one the, the black. Oh, the, OG, the first was, one.
0: That was like the first time I really felt like I did a good job of like marketing. So that one was like <laughs> sentimental. It's probably not my favourite like one to look at but sentimentally it's like
4: – Yeah, I don't. I reckon the one I see the most of or have seen is the – um. it's a blue one with like the pink blood drip. Feel like I've seen people yeah. wear those. I feel like that's a, a popular one. <laughs> yeah, um, that's yeah, bit from the archives. But um, yeah. yeah, no. I'll reiterate. We've we've done some really good planning, especially for the back half of this year. But looking ahead to next year as well, and we've got some some really exciting stuff coming um, that that hopefully people love. And and definitely, you know, we, we know that the hoodies are, are a key piece. But trying to add different things that can definitely
2: complement that and and become part of our sort of regular. Uh, regime um it's like so go. i was just gonna say it's like that theme ed was talking about just evolving the brand like we love our hoodies but like the hoodies can go to another level in terms of quality and and the cuts of them and and you know there's to say with all the other all the all our other garments from t-shirts to jackets to pants like yeah we want to constantly evolve and and build a build a you know a full a full uh team outfit if that makes sense yeah, you know, we've we've got the jersey at the moment, but we need the shorts and uh, the the socks and the the boots. We need those shoes. The, we need, yeah, shoes we need those shoes. Nah, we'll we'll yeah, we'll, we'll, one step at a
0: time. Keen to get into state as well. Get in Adelaide. Get a community, a bigger community in Adelaide, and get that room full of more people.
3: Well, you heard it there. You heard it from the Triple H and push pull lads. Lastly, thank you, and anyone listening, when you have the time, think of yourself as evolving. <laughs> Don't let your bad moments end where you go you might have a downfall but just think about how far that can take you and like you heard george man just really give a call to someone that means a lot to you today because the impact and what we got to see today was pretty damn special and if we'll reiterate this we've said it before and as vinnie said you're never weak to speak and putting your hand up is actually the strongest thing one can do so that is us done ciao for now ciao
5: thanks for listening to the triple h podcast
3: Like and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Music to stay up to date with episodes and follow us at the Triple H Podcast on Instagram.
5: If you wish to get in touch with us, send an email at the Triple H Podcast at gmail.com.
3: Special thank you to Prizefight for providing the theme, his song, Vulnerable. And thank you to Uncle Michael O'Brien
1: for our show's Welcome to Country.